0: Welcome to the European Hockey Federation podcast, in conversation with the biggest name of hockey, generating insight and engagement around coaching, officiating and playing. Presented by Ro- Jack Rolf, the founder of The Coaching Lab and supported by Ifh Academy. For this episode, we spoke with Mateusz uh, Grochel, Development and Education Manager of Polish Hockey Federation, about the inspiration and education. Over to Jack. Hi. Hey. Yeah. Awesome. Matthias welcome to the European Hockey Federation podcast. Uh, fantastic to have you with us. Give us a bit of background. Why would we invite you on to the EHF podcast for the third
1: series? Uh, hi. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited to be part of the of the series. Uh, it's a good question, actually. Um, I, I was surprised to receive your email, but uh, especially uh, I think what's interesting is how we in Poland cope with the COVID um, regulations, how we adapt to, to, the, to the regulations and to the environment uh, of sports in, 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 in whole Europe, actually. Uh, we have a couple of interesting programs in place uh, that have proven to be successful uh, this year. And I think it will be interesting to discuss that.
0: Yeah. And you've been quite busy in the past couple of years with your, with your coaching before this uh, development role with Polish Hockey. You were head coach of the Youth Olympic team uh, in Buenos Aires, which I can imagine was a great trip, which was led on from uh, the European Championships with the boys under 16 as well. So maybe a little bit of background on, on that journey and how you got into the role that you're currently in now.
1: Uh, so, yeah. I was the coach of the under-16 boys in Poland, uh, also in charge of the regional uh, development. So um, when hockey ice was introduced, I think uh, we were we were a bit sceptic, se- as everyone, uh, but we decided to give it a give it a chance. And with our group um, in our Olympic center in Vouch, we prepared a uh, structure for training, and then we got. Um, offered to host the the European Championship, and with that uh, we were successful in this tournament, and we qualified for the Youth Olympics. Um, yeah, and the Youth Olympics was something special for me. It was like really uh, a great experience. Uh, the boys that were in that team are now in the senior uh, development squad, so this is uh, this was a huge uh, step in the in their development.
0: And we will talk about Hockey Fives and, you know, the influence that's had on Poland later, um, as well as the impact of indoor as well. But I'd like to kickstart with the role you're currently in and the projects you're currently doing. So you're the development manager uh, for Polish Hockey. Where have you come from and and where are you heading? Because I know in the past six or 12 months, there's probably two projects in particular that have had some real impact and starting to make some big waves in you know, grow that participation.
1: Yeah, so we introduced, um, thanks to the cooperation with uh, FIH Academy and especially Michelle Keenan, uh, we've introduced a project called Grow with Hockey, which was uh, targeting the under 13, under 14 kids uh, from regions where we, uh, where we asked clubs to uh, send us their uh, talented under 13, under 14 players uh, from all the regions. So, in total, we got, I think, over 130 30 kids. Uh, we trained in five regions. And from those five regions, uh, the coaches uh, gave us their feedback and we uh, we picked 50 kids for our uh, national camp, which took place at the Olympic Preparation Center in Vouch. If you have not seen it, I will send you a link later. It's quite an impressive venue, similar to what you have in Perth, I think um and uh yeah the project was very successful for next year uh we are already planning to even make it bigger uh with numbers with uh with the, with the training days and um, it's not only hockey it's also we look at the player from the for from a long term so how will they develop over the years if they're not a hockey player uh, how can they be important part of Polish hockey, either as an umpire, as a coach, as an as an official, uh, we give them many many tools in order to be successful in in their future uh, career. Mm-hmm. And the other project we have in place is called Hockey High Fives. Uh, yeah, Hockey High Fives, which is basically a core skill um, core skill uh, competition, where especially with uh, the lockdown situation. Uh, so we created a couple of clips, uh, 25 for uh, goalkeepers, 25 for outfit players, uh, where they can gain badges, and each badge is a certain is a is a, is a different skill, core skill. Obviously, with five skills, um, the first five skills are quite quite easy. And uh, with that, uh, you pass one level and then you move to another. And this is happening now. Um, I think in next five days we will launch the third level where um, if kids complete all the levels they uh, get a hockey equipment reward from us the clubs get rewards and uh, if you complete all the badges if you gain if you collect all the badges you qualify for our next project awesome top stuff and again we'll speak a little bit about that later but i'd like to talk about michelle
0: kinnon um He's someone that I'm sure some people know a lot about and some people maybe don't know a lot, but this man has definitely helped Polish Hockey and spoke to a couple of people over the podcast in, in recent weeks and months that have shared some really good stuff and coming from, you know, Belgium, which is a leading hockey country, what knowledge, what expertise, support has he helped you with? Kind of what questions and challenges would he have supported you with to
1: put you in the situation you are now? So Michel was essential in the in the implementation of our projects. He uh, visited Poland with Mike Joyce, I think, twice, uh, where he got to know the environment, got to know the coaches, the staff of, that works in the Federation. Um, he gave us a bit of an insight into the Belgian uh, success story. Um, uh, obviously, we were not looking to uh, copy-paste, because this would be pointless. Um, he gave us a bit of a pointers what to look at in order, into the, in order to develop the federation, the quality of the management and, and the coaching uh, structure. Mm, so we've, uh, we worked very closely um, in order to create mentors, hockey developers, hockey educators that later on would work not with the players, but with the coaches in order to uh, give them a proper proper, skill set to work with our talented players.
0: Awesome. And let's talk about hockey high fives. Uh, And it's probably one of the, the two that excites me the most, because I think a lot of clubs and a lot of organizations would have so many kids of this age. Of these young uh young players that are maybe new to the game uh, fresh have loads of excitement about it and you've kind of you're going to support them with their development but in quite an exciting kind of virtual way so talk to us a little bit more about that what would those core skills look like and how would they
1: then submit those in that interaction so i think that the, the great part of the project is that most of the skills you can do uh, at home or at the playground or or Mm, yeah those can be done indoors, outdoors uh, uh, the, the kind of skills that we look for are the basics like the, the grip of the stick, how to how to differentiate uh, receiving uh, ball control uh, it's even dribbling some uh, basic skills like passing everything uh, we look for uh, in a player at this age we is there. Uh, the, the, I think, what we were successful at is to deliver sort of a gamification of, of the project, where kids are now very used to playing uh, PlayStation, any any different kind of games. And we tried to create a hockey game, uh, which is happening in real time. So once they complete the task, they send us a video. And with that video, if the feedback is, is positive, they receive a badge. Uh, and they step on uh, the level up and then yeah, it's. I think it's interesting. I think it's gonna be really really interesting at the end where the skills are way more difficult like the, the, the indoor indoor flick with the, with the drop it's gonna be quite interesting. I'm not even able to do that so I'll, I'm, I'll, I'm interested. how will they? Uh, get on with it. We'll have a new generation of player, won't we, after the past year
0: of uh, of COVID. I think the people would have learned a lot more skills in a quicker space
1: of time and in different environments. So I think I'm similar to you, I'm excited to see when those uh, okay. skills back also, and also so far it's it's successful because we did not get any complaints from the parents that there's windows broken or any furniture destroyed. So that's a positive a feedback as well.
0: Awesome. And what's some of the take us through the journey of developing this in terms of if another club or another country, sorry, or another organization is looking to do something similar, what are your learnings from this program and probably, you know, the grow with hockey as well? What's what have you learned?
1: Um, I think that obviously, as I mentioned before, you you cannot, there's not a a way to do it uh, everywhere the same, it's not a copy paste. Uh, you have to look at your environment. What's available? Um, what are your strengths? What are the weaknesses of the of the sports structure in your country? Um, I think with us was the case with us was that the infrastructure was uh, quite good. Um, the quality of the of the venues that we have, of the training facilities, is quite okay. Um, in Poland, hockey is not a, a, a very expensive sport, so um, Hockey is different to football. That uh, you don't pay basically nothing, you pay nothing to to play hockey. Uh, it's different than in Germany or, or in, in Holland. Uh, we have about 4,000 uh, players, but uh, we don't have clubs that are quite big. So there's like, there's not a club like in, in Germany or in Belgium, in Holland, that has uh, more than, I don't know, 300 participants. The maximum we have is 120. Um, So we looked into schools, uh, our school links, similar to what's happening in England. How can we uh, create school links between clubs and and schools in order to recruit players? Um, The other thing was the coaches, uh, because coaching was sort of this uh, It used to be sort of this mystical role that in order to be a coach you need to have certain set of skills and uh, education whatever but what happened was that actually actual actual players of the national team or former players make really good coaches with the skills they have they just don't know it that was quite useful for us and the, the the connection we have between the young players and the and the new coaches that are former players is, is really great because they they have a different way of, of translating those those skills and, and it really works well. And I'm
0: pleased you bring up the point around kind of role models and growing the school participation and, and a lot of that stuff because to me, uh, you can have all the money in the world, but if you haven't got people that really want to make a difference, it no, doesn't make a difference. It's, and the uh, you know, work you're doing.
1: Yeah, it's about the idea. Well, in, in, especially with with sports, um, this this has been a huge change in our federations in in the mentality of of, of people in hockey in Poland. That we tend to in in, in the past, because I've been involved in the in the past structures, that um, people tend to use that players in a short term instead of looking for a long term. Uh, what will happen with them after they they're finished playing? And this for us is really important. How can they be effective and, and successful in, in the future. So with all these good people and all these good projects and the work
0: that you're doing, if we are to record this podcast in you know, three or four years' time, where, what, what would you be hoped to be saying about Parallel Shockey? Where's it gonna go?
1: Um, for now, for us, I think in the next two years, three years, it's important to grow the numbers. As I mentioned, we are currently at 4,000 players, active players um the level of the national teams this this is it's not something uh, to be easily predicted but with the number of the players with the participations and the the feedback we receive from our our actions i think this is uh like good performance indicator in order to achieve i don't know six thousand players in 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 next four years would be would be great I like uh, the approach of from the bottom to the
0: top rather than from the top to the bottom. I think it it makes it more long lasting um, and it probably you can enjoy the journey a lot more and you can see the difference a lot more. So I'm excited to see um, where you go. Talking about those other countries and you touched on it a little bit there of, you know, the Germanys and the Hollands and the Belgians. What do you see as those kind of small little things that you're going to do to make that difference? So whether that's at under 16, junior level or at the seniors, what stuff are you looking at to really bridge the gap in that performance area?
1: Um, It's obviously much more complex than just, okay, we're going to do that, we're going to beat Holland, Germany. It's not the case. I think the competition uh, structure is still uh, very... it's, It's not poor, but... There's, I see a, a lot of room for for improvements. Uh, we have m- many more, much more clubs participating uh, each year, and that's a positive thing. Uh, with COVID happening now, uh, it's hard to predict what will happen. But I think uh, with the facilities we have and uh, and the quality of coaches we have in place now, mm, just continue what we're doing, uh, and yeah, create. An environment for the luck to happen. That was, that's what I would. There's an interesting book about that, uh, which says that uh, in, order to, in order to succeed, you need luck, but first create the environment for the luck to actually happen. Awesome. And there's another book
0: which I, I recommend, is called Gold Mine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good one, and there's a good article on it at the moment. Around, you know small countries or small environments and locations
1: you know creating this talent from small stuff. Are we allowed to do spoilers here? Yeah go on go for it. From that book I see that it's it's usually the quality of the personnel that uh, that is in those areas like the coaches and how they can inspire the players and then this is the main factor. Mm. And the one I took from
0: it uh, was actually there was always role models. So similar to what you spoke about earlier, you know, in that book of Goldmine, all these environments they went to, there was always a mix of of ages. People were always looking at their role models or inspiring to mix with those individuals, which I think is so powerful, yet maybe neglected in a lot of environments. Awesome. Let's go back a couple of years um, to the Hockey 5s to Buenos Aires, um, the European Championships as well, kind of leading into that. Let's talk about Hockey 5s, the impact of kind of indoor, I suppose, as a side conversation on this as well. Uh, you've head coached at any Olympics, whether it's the Youth Olympics or a Senior Olympics is, you know, a fantastic achievement and a lot of learning. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. What was some of your big learnings or takeaways from that experience? Yeah. Um...
1: You mean Hockey Fives? Hockey Fives, yeah. Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Okay, this was, uh, yeah, as an, as, an, uh, as an event, as an experience. Experience as, as a tournament, this was something uh, I, really, I really enjoyed. Um, for the players that were in that team that, that I coached, uh, I think for them, this was a huge uh, step in their development because now they are in the senior national team. Uh, and, uh, always when we meet, when we see each other, we go back to those memories from that, that tournament, uh, before the tournament, our expect expectations were much higher, obviously as a performance wise, but then, uh, looking at the environment that was there and the, the, the sports spirit that was in, in Buenos Aires at that time, I think it was, it was a huge, uh, huge uh, yeah impact on, on 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 the careers not only of the boys but on, on myself as well um, as far as for hockey fives, I think it's uh, it's an interesting format um, I'm not uh, I'm not saying it's a good or bad uh, I think initially the design of the of the of hockey of the of the of the sport was quite poor but now with their current rule changes I think it can get interesting and Especially for smaller nations, as I think our country has proven, this can be quite an interesting, uh, interesting format. Yeah, and it's inevitable that we're going to see the format more and
0: more. You know, it's going to happen you know, in different places. Uh, but, but give, give it a little bit of background, maybe for those that haven't seen Hockey Vibes, they may have seen lots of tweets about it, but haven't seen
1: you know, the game. What's the interesting stuff? What's the stuff that excites you about the format? Uh, I think I'm going to uh, upset some people when I say that um, I like it. I like it. Um, it's, it's obviously, uh, when you look at football, at, at volleyball, at basketball, there's, there's different formats. Like f- in football, I think there's more than 20 formats in place um, with us. Obviously, the, the main, the core discipline is 11 side, which we all love. Um, but yeah, indoor hockey. I, I love it. Coming from Poland, I cannot say anything else. Um, Hockey 5s, as I said, initially, uh, not well thought, some of the, of the regulations, which obviously uh, I saw on, on, on many occasions, uh, playing it in, 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 in European Championship, uh, like with running down the clock, uh, with the penalties at the end, uh, scoring from the whole whole area, I think it was uh, not well prepared to be to be played, but now I see with the current rule changes it can get interesting. Um, the the fact is that when it, when EHF uh, started the the competition in hockey fives, we currently we initially uh, thought that there's not going to be many nations involved, but suddenly you see countries like Georgia, Malta. Finland, uh, uh, Denmark, countries that not, were not there on the hockey map uh, in the youth uh, youth teams. Currently, uh, now they play. They, we have more than 16 teams competing in hockey fives. So if we look at uh, growing our sport, I think it's a quite a good tool.
0: Yeah,
1: and I think it, you make a good point
0: there. It's, you know, it's maybe not for everyone, but for certain places in certain environments, it is absolutely for... For those people yeah. I can
1: give you another example of Zambia like Zambia and a good friend of mine Sami from Zambia uh, who was the co- who was the player at, in Nanjing at the Youth Olympics and then he was a uh, coach in Buenos Aires it was very successful uh, Zambia is not a hockey nation and suddenly with hockey fives they're they're out there with India Argentina Malaysia and it's really a huge step. And
0: obviously, in Poland, you still play the 11-a-side games. So from a coach's point of view, what, what have you seen taken from Hockey 5s uh, in the players' techniques and skills that are then being put back into that full game?
1: Um, I would say that there's um, there's a few uh, few things that can be useful and easily translate, transmitted from Hockey 5s to 11-a-side, um, like 1v1s. Um, Yeah, goal-scoring, goalkeepers don't have it easy there. Um, It's a good tool because it's like um, an incubator of of speed, of of a lot of transitions, Um, one-on-one defense, one-on-one offense. I think it's, uh, yeah, the the second phase, which I really like, is uh, for for the attackers. That's really really interesting. Uh, I I think that uh, once you are in a camp, uh, to give one session or maybe two sessions sessions in hockey fives, it's something that players will enjoy if you if you have a chance, obviously. Yeah, and also for coaches,
0: I think as well to uh, to coach in a different format. I think it asks us, us coaches to think differently and to look at the game differently as well.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I've I had a few discussions with the current coach of our national team, uh, Dariusz Rachwalski, about hockey fives and how how this can be uh, useful for him in in trainings. Um, That's a really interesting discussion, what to look for, the the similarities uh, between Hockey Fives and indoor hockey, uh, the structure. Um, It's for the players, I think it's interesting because they need to adapt. And and the, 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 the fact that you are able to adapt makes you a better player. And it's, it's, it's something that's worth to consider when you're a coach. Yeah. So there's one last thing that we're asking all the guests
0: at the moment as this podcast will go out in, in early uh, 2021. If you could set every coach a challenge or a club organization a challenge or a New Year's resolution uh, for the coming year, uh, what would it be?
1: I come again, sorry? <laughs> if you
0: could set, uh, if you could set the coaches organizations listening uh, a challenge for
1: 2021 uh what would it be oh that's a good one i'm not good at new resolutions that's for sure um if there's one thing you could encourage
0: every country organization coach club to do what would it be
1: um try hockey fives I would say try Hockey 5s. It's not that uh, bad as people make it seem. Uh, once you try it, I think you will enjoy it. Awesome.
0: Mateus, thanks so much for your time and your energy and for being so open and honest with us. I'm sure coaches have got plenty of stuff to take away. And Is there a way they can get in contact with you or anyone else at the organisation if
1: they want to speak a little bit more? Sure. Find me on, on Facebook, on Instagram, Coach Mati. Uh, yeah uh at federation i'm i'm, I'm available under uh at pzht.pl. i will send you the email uh, later on awesome. this will make it easier top man thanks so much for your time stay safe and happy happy new year's
0: Thank you for listening to the European Hockey Federation podcast, presented by Coaching Lab and supported by FIH Academy. Follow European Hockey Federation on social media to keep in touch.